Well, happy almost Thanksgiving. You know, it just amazed me driving over here tonight how many people had their Christmas tree lights on already. Thanksgiving. Uh, my text tonight, and I picked something special because I've been in the ministry 44 years and I just couldn't do the one person who returned to Jesus to give thanks anymore. But from Psalm 33, but the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love. We wait and hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. God's unfailing love. I'm going to give you the punchline right now. Thanksgiving has very little to do with what we say, but it has everything to do with how we live, with what our values are, with how we share Jesus Christ with other people. So let me ask you, how do you say thank you? Kind of reminded me of when I was growing up as a little kid in Milwaukee, my brother and sister and I could count on two days after Christmas. My mother would, and it was pretty much my mother, would sit us down around the dining room table, and she would have a list for each of us. And we would write thank yous. And I mean, we thank people for things we didn't like and didn't fit. And my... I'm old enough to tell you my grandmother ordered all of Christmas from the Sears and Roebuck catalog, and we got some very unique things. Maybe you had that experience with your parents, too, where they kind of stood you up and said, um, well, Alan, what do you want to say to Aunt Florence? Well, thank you, Aunt Florence, for the handkerchiefs. They're just as good as the ones you gave me last year. <laughs> Yeah, how we learned how to say, but you know what I've noticed now is Lucy and I'll send a wedding gift to somebody, and very rarely do you get a thank you anymore. More times than not, what we get are postcards that say, go to our website and look at the pictures of the good time we had in Hawaii. Do you get a lot of thank yous? I mean, people, sometimes people send email thank yous. But I mean, the whole world of saying thank you is changing. I, last August, I sent 40 bucks to an organization that does disaster response, because that's something that's kind of close to my heart. And sure enough, two weeks later, I got a computer-generated thank you note. And it thanked me for my gift, and then it suggested that maybe I would like to donate again in September and double my gift. <laughs> well, it just gets better. Then they sold my name and my contact information to some other not-for-profits. And I started getting solicitations for, you know, save the monkeys and this and that, and that. that's where I just drew the line in terms of saying thank you. So how do you say thank you to God? 
Yeah, I can't outdo him, I can't outmatch him, I can't outclass him. But I can carry the life of Jesus Christ in me. And I'll say this real gently. If any of us need thanksgiving to remind us to give thanks, then we better look again. Thanksgiving's a way of life. Thanksgiving's part of the Christian faith. It is to give thanks every day to God for the lives that we have. Oh, I think all we can do is cry out, thanks be to God. Now, knowing that you all want a 35-minute sermon tonight, I'm going to keep going here. I want to say four things about... um, having a good Thanksgiving, you can call it four tips for Thanksgiving, whatever you want to call it, but number one is this, make the life of children count. Now, you had to know you were going to hear that from me because I'm a big child welfare and adoption guy, but I think of the many years at Lutheran Family and all of the foster parents we had how some of those foster parents had 50 babies in their homes over the years. And you'd go into those homes and they'd have a picture wall, a picture of all the children whose lives they touched. And I'm going to move you a little out of the box tonight because I'm going to ask you how you can touch the life of a child between now and Christmas. Oh, and by the way, your children and your grandchildren don't count, okay? My grandchildren are going to get spoiled anyhow. And your 40-year-old nephew doesn't count either. (laughs) But I want you to think about this for a minute. How do you touch the life of a child? You know, I don't know if you saw this in the newspaper. You know, we're going to start probably tomorrow with the 100 most needy cases that behind the 100 most needy cases that'll be in the newspaper this year, there are 5,700 cases of people that want help. So here are just a couple thoughts for how you might touch the life of a child. Put a dish in your kitchen, and every day, throw a buck in there. You know, most of us can do that. Throw a dollar in there, and long about December 20th, ask yourself, where do I want to donate this, or what do I want to buy for a child, and give it to a not-for-profit? One thought. Second thought is, call up Babs Hunt, our preschool director. She's got plenty of time between now and Christmas. (laughs) Don't tell her I said that. Call up Babs and say, what do the kids in the preschool need? Who's in trouble? What family needs a little help? Pastor Chinberg and I had this conversation today about families in the congregation that need help, but what families with children need help? One other, I'll give you one other thought, and that is, Out in the uh, lobby as you leave tonight, you'll find a Project Uganda sheet like this. And for those of you who are visiting tonight, our church raised thousands of dollars this last year 
to build a church and take care of the grounds in Uganda, Africa. And I was absolutely amazed because I found out that our preschool and the parents of the preschool kids just raised 810 bucks to buy lunches for these kids in Uganda. And so I'll lay this one on you tonight, and that is, wouldn't it be something if we, the people who worship here right before Thanksgiving, said 810 bucks, we're going to double that. We're going to send $2,400 over to Uganda to feed these little kids. I'm saying find a way. Take a look between now and Christmas. How are you going to touch the life of a child? Okay, point number two, and I actually rewrote this point this morning. Um, I thank God for you. I thank God for the opportunity to have been on this staff the last six years, to be able to preach to you about Jesus. But you know, I thank you for your witness of thanksgiving tonight. And I'm going to tell you exactly why I'm saying that is, this is one of the best days every year in my ministry, okay? Because we, get, we gave away between yesterday and today, and some of my um, turkey fairies are here. I'm not going to pick you out in person. <laughs> but we, we gave over 50 meals away. 50 meals to people who said, I'd like to be remembered on Thanksgiving, but this is what makes this day so special. You gave me a chance to talk about Jesus. Now, you may think, oh, come on. A pastor always talks about Jesus. No, we don't. No, we don't. But I went down to Deerberg's this morning to pick up our 37 meals. And I go to the deli, and the little gal behind there, her name is Ashley, and she, Ashley's probably all of 25. And Ashley says, hi, why are you here? And I gave her my name, and I said, I'm with King of Kings Lutheran, and I'm here to pick up these 37 meals. And she goes, whoa. She says, we've got those ready for you. And they bring out four big egg crates. And they've got all our meals there. And then she opens the door. She says to me, what are you going to do with all these meals? And I thought, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> I didn't have to ask her if she was saved. All I had to do was say, my church, King of Kings Lutheran, which is right down the street, at Thanksgiving time, we give meals to people who want them or need them. And it, was no, it wasn't any harder than that. But I couldn't have done that if members of this church hadn't donated 1700 bucks for Thanksgiving and that whatever's left of that's going to circle of concern to feed other people. But do you know what happened? So Ashley calls up this nice young man and he, she says, he'll help you out to your car with this stuff. And I thought, I must be looking old. <laughs> but this nice young guy helps me take all these egg boxes, all big four of them, out to my car. And he says, sir, what are you going to do with all these meals? And I thought, thanks for asking. <laughs> so I went in to pay for it all. 
And the gal looks at me and she says, boy, you bought a lot of turkey meals. And she tells me that she's worked at Deerberg's 33 years. And she knew Roger Deerberg, who is a sainted member of this church now. And she says, what are you going to do with all these meals? <laughs> well, you know what I told her. I said, we're going to give them away in Jesus' name. And I, I only had all that fun this morning with my ministry because of you, the good people of King of Kings. So my second point to you is celebrate each other. Celebrate the life of Jesus Christ in each other and look for those ways that Jesus gives you to talk about your faith. Okay, number three, we're moving on here. Number three is be careful when you stumble. Last September, a dear friend of mine, Dan Beck, I'd known Danny 40 years. Dan died. And I was asked if I would do his internment up here in St. Louis on a Monday. He um, had lived at the lake with his wife Jenny part-time, and they came up here. And um, so I said, sure, I'll do Dan's internment. And so we went down on Lee May Ferry Road, and um, I got to the cemetery, and the cemetery was a little more uneven than I'm used to. And I also got to admit, as I get older, I just don't move as well as I used to. But anyhow, I got there and kind of walked out to the internment place, and they had the tent up and caskets sitting there. And I was having trouble finding some footing. And so, you know, I kind of pounced around a little bit and finally found my footing. And I did this internment. And um, I've got my hand over the casket and I finished saying the final blessing and telling everybody to go in peace. And I took a step back and I stepped into a hole. And down I went. Luckily, there were four pretty big guys there. And they picked me up, and they dusted me off, and they made sure I got out to my car and a couple good members of the church made sure that I was alive, and I went on my way. I want you to remember the book of Jude. That's the second to the last book in the New Testament. The second to the last verse in that book says, to he who keeps you from falling. Because every one of us here, now you haven't had a chance to fall into your friend's grave like I did. But every one of us here knows what it's like to stumble and fall in our relationships, in our finances, in our personal habits, at work. Oh, we know all about stumbling and falling. So I want you to remember that tonight. The times when God has picked you up, dusted you off, healed you, 
and sent you on your way. As you come to communion tonight, to remember that Jesus Christ loves you, cares for you, calls you his own, and will never give up on you. Oh yeah, one more thing about stumbling. I got a suggestion for you. If whoever you're getting together with tomorrow, you know, we're going to have our kids and the grandkids at our house. I want you to ask everybody to put their cell phone in a basket at the door. Oh yeah. Let Thanksgiving be a time of thanks where we focus on each other and not looking at our phones. And the first person in your household who goes and looks at their phone, you just give them a badge that says cleanup detail. <laughs> and they'll remember. Okay, number four, and then we're done. And that says you look through the Bible. God doesn't choose the strong and the popular. He picks the flawed and the weak. He picks people like us, and he changes us. Moses. Moses wasn't too hot on leading the Israelites out of Egypt. King David, a great David, but he had a slight eye for the women. Jesus. He picks somebody who denied him, somebody who betrayed him, somebody who lied about him. So we're going to sing tonight, when I finish this sermon in a minute and a half, <laughs> you doubt me. We're going to sing tonight, now thank we all our God. How does that go? Now thank we all our God with hearts and hands and voices. But I want you to pay attention to the last part of that first verse. With countless gifts of love and still is ours today. Because countless gifts of love is what empowers us to celebrate Thanksgiving, but even more to go out and live Thanksgiving. So I'm going to send you on your way tonight with some words from Mother Teresa. She said, I am not called to be successful. I'm called to be faithful. Faithful. And that is to live Thanksgiving every day and to know how much Jesus Christ loves you. Amen. Happy Thanksgiving. Now may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.